Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? If you want natural productive flow and higher levels of success without all that struggle and self-judgment, this podcast is for you. Now, let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Productive Flow. I am rolling solo today, as you can see. Um, I want to talk to you guys about something really important. And it's 100% about sales and what is happening, has been happening, and needs to happen around sales and sales training. Okay? So... Trying to think of the best way to start this off um, because this is something that's really, it's deeply important to me. And it's something that I've noticed is it's such a huge problem. And I have been told so many times that what I have experienced is wrong. And what I found (laughs) in working with hundreds of people um, over the last 20 years coaching is that I'm so right. And I need to tell you all about this because I need you to, to hear this and to understand that if you are in sales and you're being taught that this is the way, right? Um, and you're not feeling it. You're not feeling that the the sales, the training, the motivation, the accountability, like it doesn't work for you. There's a reason why. And we're going to talk about that. And if you're a sales trainer or someone who's in charge of a sales team, you run a sales team, I want you to understand that there's a reason why some of the people like far exceed your others. People that you thought would be really, really strong in sales are not pulling in the numbers. And I want you to understand why. Because there is a way to motivate these people and hold them accountable in a way that's going to work for them and actually drive their sales numbers much, much higher. Okay? So um, I'm going to start by telling you a story. And this is a true story. So um, as a lot of you guys know, if you've been following me or listening to me, I've been in sales for a really long time. I started out in commission-based sales when I was 14 years old. And it started out with me... uh, I'd gotten this job um, at a little kiosk in the mall. And I grew up in in Orlando, Florida. So this was the Florida Mall, which is like total crazy for tourists. And uh, they dropped busloads off in front of this mall. uh, And the mall was brand new at that point. It had just been built. And it was the biggest mall in like the whole area, I think at the time in all of Florida. And so I had this job selling t-shirts and and shorts and hair scrunchies and things. It was the eighties. Um, and I had gotten this job because my, my best friend's mom knew the woman who owned the kiosk. So she hired my best friend. She hired me and we worked there and I would go there. I would open up this little kiosk or take over for whoever was there before. And I would not grab people off the side of the aisles of the 
the hallways of the mall, right? I wouldn't do that. Although that was the expectation that I would hold stuff up and be like, hey, come on, come check out our stuff, you know? And I always felt weird about doing that. Like, I can't do that. I just can't. Like if somebody wants to come over here and they see something that they like, something caught their eye, then I'm happy to match what they want to to them because I know all of our inventory, right? And so what I noticed though, and this is a big thing because it didn't work at that kiosk long, um, was that there was a store right across from the kiosk um, called DJ's. And DJ's was sort of a very trendy um, men's clothing store. And the people that worked there were all like in their 20s and they were looked so cool. And they were very trendy and high fashion. And just the women were all like beautiful and the guys were all handsome. And I just thought, oh, that is like the epitome of coolness. Like I need to work there. And yet I didn't feel like I fit in, but I wanted to so badly. (laughs) I really wanted to fit in with those people. I saw them and I saw an example of, of who I wanted to be, right? And so what I did was I went in there and I remember they had hardwood floors and my, my, my flats were, um, clicking on the, on the floor. And I felt like, uh, like I'm echoing (laughs) super self-conscious. Um, but I, I walked up to the, to the cashier's desk there and I asked to speak to the manager and I said, you know, are you hiring? I would really love to work here. And he's like, aren't you that little girl that works out there in the t-shirt kiosk? And I'm like, yeah, but I really want to work. And he's like, how old are you? And I said, well, I'm 14, but, and he's like, I'm so sorry. He goes, you're going to have to come back when you're 16. When you're 16, let's talk. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I left and uh, I felt really dejected. And I thought, he's not going to hire me till I'm 16. And I thought, well, how do I, how do I convince him to hire me now? (laughs) And I thought, well, I need to be relentless. I need to like, just annoy him (laughs) to the point where he'll hire me. So I literally went in there every day for the next two weeks, every day asked to talk to the manager. We got to know his name was Archie. And I would talk to Archie every day for two weeks. And uh, I would just ask him if he would hire me. And he kept saying, you know, you're not 16. You're not 16. And you know, I can't hire you until you're 16. But we we got to know each other. We were talking and we started to build this relationship with each other as I would go in there every day and talk to Archie. And uh, so at the end of the two weeks, he goes, God, he goes, you are just relentless. <laughs> and he's like, I really love that about you. So here's what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to hire you. But, and I was like, super giddy right he's like i'm gonna hire you but do not tell the district manager how old you are and i'm like okay (laughs) and so i worked there and what's funny is you know i quit that job at the kiosk you know a big deal they folded shortly after that and um we uh i was working at this dj's right and it was the high fashion trendy place to work in the mall And so I got to know everybody that worked at the mall and I loved my job and it was commission-based sales. Okay. So you got minimum wage or your commission, whichever was higher. And so what I loved about working there was that when people would walk in the door, they wanted to be there. They were there for a reason 
And so I was there to help match them to what they wanted, right? And sometimes to introduce things to them that they may have not thought of, but I could tune in and and capture who they were and their personality by talking to them. And I could tune into that and say, you know, I think you should try this this shirt over here. Have you thought of this bolo tie? Remember, this was the 80s. <laughs> and they were like, oh, no, you know, I hadn't thought. I'm like, let's just try this on. And then they would just follow what I asked them to do. And then they were always like, oh, my gosh, I never would have would have picked this up, but I love it. And I became such a good matcher. And the thing was, is that, you know, we got all kinds of people in that store. And we had the basketball players from the Orlando Magic came in. Um, we had celebrities come in. Uh, we met a lot of people, you know, we met Will Smith, we met um, Lisa, Lisa and Cult Jam. (laughs) We met all these people that would come through and, and they wanted to go to the store because it was DJs. Right. And so I loved matching people and I did it so well. I always earned my commission paycheck, not the minimum wage. So I was like the only kid that I knew 14, 15, 16, 17, I was bringing home like a lot of money. I loved it. I loved having that money available to me. I loved being somebody that people look to for advice on what to wear and how to wear it. And I, I, you know, it's so funny. I did it so well matching that I had this one guy come in with his girlfriend and I had done such a great job of matching him. They actually asked me to go to a, a different store with his girlfriend and match her as well. And I, I asked Archie and he was like, yeah, go ahead. That's cool. <laughs> I was like, yay. And it was just so fun. But I had customers that kept coming back and coming back and they would come right to me because I was such a good matcher. And I say matcher for a reason. Okay. Because my, my official title was sales consultant. Okay. And while I was there and I worked at DJs for four years, I outlasted every other employee, including Archie. <laughs> so and um i worked there for 4 years and i uh i earned um my membership into the $100,000 club which meant that i had sold over $100,000 of merchandise working at the store um i got a little gold star necklace with a little diamond chip in it i got my own business cards with my name on them that $100,000 sales club um So I felt really accomplished. You know, I got a plaque and everything. (laughs) So it was super cool. And the thing was, is that even though I was titled sales consultant, I always thought of myself as someone who matched, not sold. And there's a really, really strong difference between those two words. Okay. Because when we think of sales, sales is I have something that I offer. And I'm going to offer it to all these people. And I'm going to see what happens. Okay. A matcher says, I have something to offer. And I want to go through these people that are in front of me. And I want to select the people that I feel are such a good match for what I offer, that this is a value to both of us. And so that's the difference, right? And so the thing is, is that when you look at sales in general, okay, 
and sales training and, and all of that. Sales is focused on teaching people how to reach out to large quantities of individuals and offer the same thing, regardless of if it's a match or not, just to see, will they buy it? Will they buy it? Can I convince them to buy it, whether they need it or not? And so there's at the base root of sales and sales training, it can feel to people who are natural matchers, okay? It can feel unethical. It can feel like I'm doing something wrong. I'm offering something to somebody that they don't need, that they don't want. And if I am pushing this on them, then I'm a bad person. Okay. So not everybody feels that way, but your matchers will. Okay. Your matchers are going to feel that way. And so when you go into sales, the matchers are in there because they believe in the product, they believe in the service, and they want to help others with that product or service. They, they believe in it so much. They're like, I want to help match this to other people. I love this. I'm, I'm fully on board for this thing, right? And so they try to, to match. But the problem is that they, they question all the people and say, is this a match for them? Is this a match for them? Do they want it? Do they really want it? Am I good enough to offer it? And and so they they have so much self-doubt that they just stop themselves in their tracks and they don't offer it to anyone, okay? And this is why you'll see where people who are strong matchers are not very strong in sales, but they're very strong service-oriented rapport builders. And that's why they come across when you're, if you're a sales trainer, you lead a sales team, they come across so well in an interview and you're like, oh, they're going to be amazing, (laughs) you know, because they know how to build build rapport and they know how to be strong service oriented people because they're great matchers. But that doesn't mean that they're great salespeople. And so when you are a matcher yourself, you're going to feel like Everything you're doing, you're, you're making assumptions on how other people are going to perceive what you're offering. And this is a really important piece. And you're making assumptions about how those people are going to perceive you. Okay. Now, this is the big part of that is that this goes back into our emotions, into our childhood experiences, everything I talk about in productivity, okay, about productivity being rooted in emotion. This is what's affecting your ability to be a strong matcher, okay, from the beginning is identifying your people, okay? Because when you're identifying people, you still are feeling like I'm not good enough, okay? Even if you believe in your product or service, you'll feel like maybe either you don't feel good enough or you think they won't think that you are good enough, right? And and there's a difference in that too. But this comes from the stories we've heard as children about who we are and what we're here to do. And so if you were that kid in school who didn't apply themselves, didn't do their homework, or you struggled to make good grades for whatever reason, then you've been told that you don't measure up or you're not good enough, right? 
even if you made A's, didn't make A pluses, and you had that parent that was like, if it's not an A plus, it's worthless. It's the same thing. You've been told certain things your entire life to the point where there's a story implanted in your subconscious brain that says that's who you are. So even though you don't necessarily believe it on the surface and you know who you are and you know what you're capable of, when you go out there to talk to other people, you hit a wall. And you hit that wall because that story pops up and says, wait a minute, just because you believe it doesn't mean that they will. Remember what that teacher said. Remember what that parent said. That's how people perceive you. So remember, going into this, that's what they're going to see. And then you're like, crap. Well, I don't think I can talk to them. (laughs) That's what happened, right? So here's the thing. Is that when it comes to sales training today, um, and it's not changed, okay? It's been sales training for 50 years, longer, okay? Has been high quantity sales. It's been quantity over quality. It's like if you hit enough numbers, you'll make the number of sales, okay? I've heard things like put your head down and just do it. I've heard things like don't think, just do, okay? These things sound familiar. Like that's the worst thing that you could say to a matcher. It's absolute worst thing. And it's going to drive them further into the hole of not selling anything. So then you wonder like, why can't I motivate these people? What's wrong with these people? right? Like all the sales training works with these other people. Why doesn't it work with them? And then you think there's just something wrong with them when there's not. It's just, they're a different style. It's a different style of sales. Want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at productiveflowgroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. When I was training real estate agents, um, I talked about real estate sales going in two different directions. And I would try to get a feel for which direction they wanted to take. And so what I would say is there's two types of sales. There's quantity cold and quality warm. And quantity cold was cold outreach, large numbers of people do the same thing. Eventually it sticks. Where quality warm was building relationships getting to know people, connecting with individuals and finding the people who really needed and valued who you are and what you do, okay? And that that path worked just as well as the quantity cold path, but they were two different directions, had two different sets of training, two different sets of motivators, two different sets of accountability. It was very different, okay? And so quantity cold and quality warm. And... What happens is that your quantity cold people, if you guys are familiar with the DISC, so D-I-S-C, the DISC assessment personality test, if you're not, most people are familiar with it, especially if you're in my age room, just higher. Um, <laughs> but if you're a little younger than me, maybe you haven't heard of it, you've heard of other, other tests. Um, but the DISC is a really common one. And so you'll find that your D's and your C's are quantity cold. Okay. These are people that are like quick to the point. Do you want it or not? I'm moving on. Okay. And those are your D's. Your C's are kind of like, um, I'm analytical. I'm structured. I have a process and a system and I'm going to work through that system. And whoever jumps on board is cool with me. Right. Those are your D's and your C's. So current sales training works really well with D's and C's, but your I's and your S's, 
those are the ones who are matchers. They're matchers. Okay. And just to give you an example, I'm a strong matcher. I am no sales consultant at all, but I'm a very strong, really good matcher. And my I is 99 and my D is 81. Okay. So just to give you an example, my S is like in the right around the middle, right around 50. I think it's like 48, 49. And then my C is like 25. <laughs> don't, don't get me on my C's. Um, that's where I like, I have people on my team that support me. Um, but I am a very high ID and I am a matcher, not a salesperson. I'm definitely a quality warm, not a quantity cold. Okay. So I want you to keep that in mind and understand this because your I's and your S's are going to be more focused on relationships, more focused on conversation, more focused on serving. Okay. They want to serve others. They want to help people. And they're not as concerned with the numbers or um, how many calls they made. They want to know about how many relationships they built. They want to know about how many, how much of an impact they made on somebody that day, right? They want to feel like they have value because they offered value to others. Okay. And so that's where your matchers come in. So if you're trying to motivate a sales team or be motivated on a sales team by, hey, if you get on board and do all this, you're going to earn this trip or you're going to get this monetary bonus. Guess what? Your matchers don't care about that. They're not money motivated. They're not trip motivated. They don't care. You're not motivating them like that. Not at all. Now, if you tell them that um, they're going to uh, have this... Um, some sort of special connection bond experience by adding impact to so many people's day. Now you've got a motivating factor for a matcher. Okay. It's a lot more complicated with them because they're not money motivated. They're not reward based. Um, well, let me say that differently. They're reward based, but their reward is a personal reward that goes heart to heart by touching somebody else. Um, on an impact basis, if they get someone to smile, they feel that reward. Um, the reward that they get from making a sale is not as impactful to them as I just changed someone's life. That's the reward for them. Okay. So accountability, if all you're doing is tracking numbers on how many appointments they made, how many calls they had, you're not tracking the right things for that matcher. They need to understand how their lifestyle is impacting their ability to reach out and connect with people genuinely. And then they need to feel like they're tracking how genuine their connections have been, not how many calls they made. Okay. So it's just a shift in the languaging, really. It's a shift in the languaging. It's a shift in the words that you're using and in um, the rewards that you're offering. And you'll find that your matchers can actually outperform your sales consultants. Because if you look at sales consultants in general, like your, your D's and your C's, okay, they hit a large quantity of people and, and their, their closing ratio might be 25 or 30%, okay? Because they're hitting everybody. It's like throwing spaghetti in the wall. <laughs> I'm just going to see what sticks. And your matchers are more selective. 
in who they're attracting, who they're talking to. And so their closing ratio is much higher. But my closing ratio is 98%. And that's it's really strong. But I have a lot of things in, in process, like my forms, um, to book an appointment with me, my my copywriting on my website, which I wrote. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things, even this just the podcast and things like that, where I know I'm pulling in the person that I want to talk to. And then the form serves as a gate, a barrier between me and this person so that I know by their form responses, if I have the right person or not. Okay, so this helps me um, create the questions that I want to ask to further qualify that person as the right fit for me or not. Okay. So that's, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about here is sales consultants versus matchers and why it's important to have sales training for matchers, just as it's important to have sales training for your, for your D's and I's or your D's and C's, right? And there needs to be a difference. Okay. And you need to classify these people separately. You need to categorize these people separately. You need to train them separately, manage them separately and, and hold them accountable separately. Okay. Now, um, another thing that I want to talk to you about today, and this is leading in from this call about, about matchers versus salespeople is that matchers do very, very well in groups with other matchers. Okay. When they're the only matcher with a bunch of your, your sales consultants, they feel like they don't fit in. They feel uncomfortable. They feel like they're around a bunch of people that they just don't understand. They don't feel like they are understood. And then their, their self esteem and their confidence just keeps going further and further down because they're not hitting the numbers that other people are, are hitting. And if they're trying to follow the sales training that's being delivered that works for the sales consultants, and they're not, they're not, they're not succeeding. So they feel like they're not pay, making an impact. The scripts don't work for them. They feel like they're, they're behaving in an unethical way and they start to veer further and further away from making any sales. Okay. When they're such strong matchers. So I, I want to really press on the fact that they succeed very well when they're grouped with other matchers when they're held accountable together as matchers, when their motivation that they're given is designed for matchers. So just like you can imagine, your sales consultant in a matchers group is going to be like, oh my God, give me a script and a phone. Get me out of here. Right? <laughs> I don't want to do with these people. They're very different. And it's just like, like when you take kids, okay, and you put them all in a classroom, you have different learning styles. and some kids that could do really, really well educating themselves or being educated in a different style, they don't learn through lecture. And so they have a really hard time understanding the work or doing the work. And so they fail. They fail when it's just, if you taught them in a different way, they would succeed and thrive. Okay. Matchers and sales consultants are two different styles. And if you want to be a strong sales team, you need to understand who you're attracting, right? So if you're running a sales team, you have to say, it, it, my, my job ads, my postings, right? Who am I attracting? Am I attracting matchers or am I attracting sales consultants? Because the matchers are attracted to sales. They really are because they, they believe in it. 
they want to offer it to the world. Okay. But they're not going to follow your script. They're not going to sit there and make call after call. They're not going to be quick on the phone, but their closing ratio, if you give them an opportunity to do it in a matcher style, going to be off the charts. Okay. So if you want to learn more about how to connect and create a program around matchers and that style, as opposed to just sales consultants, which we all know how to do that trading <laughs> forever, right? Um, I'm offering some uh, a new group program, okay? And so even if you're just like, I'm a matcher, that totally sounds like me. I'm a matcher and I've been flunking in sales and I can't lead generate and I don't know what's going on. Like, okay, all right, a couple things. So one is I have a free thing for you. I have a um, like an accountability checklist um, that tracks things that matchers need to be tracking to make sure that they're doing what they need to do to make an impact every day. And that if they do those things and make those impacts, then they're going to be succeeding. And they're going to have the leaves that they want and that they need and their sales are going to be really, really high. Okay. So I have that. I'm offering that to you guys for free. I'm going to put that link, um, to, to access it into the show notes. So be sure that you, you get that. Um, I'm also going to add a link, uh, onto my website for that as well. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Um, that'll be there under prosperity group. Now prosperity is a new group program that I'm creating. And I don't want you to, you know, if you're like, Oh, here's the pitch, you know, don't, don't just show off your thing. This isn't a pitch so much as just me telling you about something that I'm offering. Um, and the reason why I'm offering it. Okay. So I'm offering prosperity as two separate types of experiences. Okay. So prosperity is a group program specifically for matchers. Okay. Not your sales consultants, your matchers. And so if you're interested in that, there's two different directions that you can become a prosperity group member. One is creating your own prosperity group. Okay. So that is where I'm giving you content. Um, so like a monthly themed guide that's broken down into weekly modules where you can get into a group. Um, so you can do this as um, you can be placed in a group with people who are just coming in individually to me, or you can come in with a group of your own. So say, you know, three, four of your besties and you want to like form a group and you're like, we're all matchers and we want to be like this together. Um, then you can do that. Right. And so I priced it really, really low. It's $47 a month per um, matcher member. And we're going to have live streams every week. So um, three of those will be me. One will be with a, a guest expert that we bring in. And um, and then you'll have the guides that are broken down to the weekly modules. And you'll have access to like our, our group um, where you can, you know, post your stuff and, and ask questions and things like that. Um, and that will be something where you can create and run your own group. And you'll have all the content and instructions and everything from me in which to do that, right? And then the other way that we can go with this, and I only have limited availability for this, but if you have a group of five or more, then you can bring that group to me and I will run that group for you. Okay. So it'll be very specific to your, your specifications, your goals, your everything for that particular group. So, um, this is great for people who just have a group and they're like, I don't want to run it. I want you to run it. 
great. I need five or more people in that group. Um, and, and we can put help, I can help you put that together and we can build that group and then we'll run it. And so that group will have three monthly calls. So it'll be the first three weeks, just like my one-to-one program. It'll be the first three weeks of the month. You'll have a, a, a direct call with me and your group. And so we'll go through a lot of the same content. You'll still have access to everything in the, that $47 a month uh, group, prosperity group. You'll have access to everything there. We'll go through those guides, but we'll go through them together. And then we also have um, a text group where you can get kind of like that hot seat coaching and ask individual questions and things like that um, as a group in that, in that text chain. So um, that's something that I'm going to be offering as well. And that group size is not limited. And so I'll tell you that if you, I'm offering it at $4.97 per month per group member um, because it's completely guided and run by me. However, if you bring 10 or more people, you start to get a discount per member. Okay. So 10 or more. And as you grow higher, you get a larger discount per member. So this is a really good fit for people who, um, let's say a real estate office or an insurance company, you're like, I've got a whole ton of matchers. Great. You got 20, 40, 50 matchers, bring them, we'll put them in a group and we'll run that group to your corporation specifics and those goals and things like that, but from the matcher style. Okay. So um, I have space to run six private prosperity groups. That's it. Six private prosperity groups. And that's all I have space for. Now, as you get more people in the group, so if you have a larger group, I have other coaches on my team that can step in and, and help and be part of that group with us so that it's not just me with 50 people in your group, that it's me and then however many coaches that we need to add in. So we have four coaches right now. But if we need to add in additional ones, like we can do that to make sure that your group is being serviced the way it needs to be. And that's there's no added charge for that. I have that built into my pricing already. Um, so just know that the more people you add, that we we can bring other coaches in to, to support that team. Okay? So uh, if that's something that interests you, go to my website, AngelaKristenTaylor.com, click on services, click on prosperity, um, and you'll see the two different options. There's an option there um, that says, let's build your group. And that will allow you to fill out a form um, to help build your group and tell me information about the group and really prepare us for having that time together. And then you'll book a call with me and we'll get on a call and we'll we'll have a conversation on Zoom and be able to work through the creation of your group and when we're going to get it started and all of that. Um, and then we can go through the discounts and all that if you're bringing me a bulk group too. So that's fine. Um, and then if you're interested in the prosperity group, sort of the, um, the prosperity group where you're doing it yourself and you're creating your own group, um, or you just want to join as an individual and be part of a group there, like that's fine. There's a button there. You can just join and sign up and it's just an ongoing membership and you can cancel it anytime you like. Okay. All right, guys. So that's what I have for you today. Um, I really want you to understand the matchers process and uh, be sure to grab your, um, your planner accountability sheet. It's a spreadsheet. So it'll allow you to put the dates in up at the top and then um, check off what you what numbers you've done for these particular things. And so it's broken down into like personal growth and business growth. So you can see um, how one thing affects the other, which is really, really important to matchers. So um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this and that you're seeing that difference. And if you're a matcher, please go check out the Prosperity Group program because it's not you, it's the way you're being trained. 
and it's a way you're being held accountable. And if you've been trained in sales, um, just like I have, right? Uh, been in sales for God forever, 34 years now, because I'm 48. <laughs> this is 14. Um, when you've been in sales as long as I have, you've had a lot of sales training and you know what works and you know what doesn't. And so if you're a matcher like I am, it's not you. It's just the way you've been trained. Okay. And so there is a new way of being trained and of focus and of motivation and accountability that can support you because your focus as a matcher is to bring prosperity to everybody. Okay. That's what it's about. And that's why the group is called Prosperity. Okay. So I hope to see you in there. Let me know if you have any questions. You can always book that call with me. Um, just go onto the site and, and click on Let's Build Your Group. So if you have any questions or, or anything, um, we can go through those then. And um, meanwhile, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, Matchers. Thanks for listening. And especially, thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.